Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this morning's service, which is Holy Communion led by Karen. Uh, Just a few notices, because there are no printed notices um, this week. Um, There's a poster on the notice board at the back of an event on the 17th of September at Hesketh Bank from 9.30 till 2.30. It's a quiet day retreat called Seeing with the Eyes of the Heart. Um, If anybody's interested, have a look at the poster and you need to book with Karen for a place. Um, Kevin Savage's study group, Kevin sent a message that um, they're going to meet on the second Tuesday of each month in the upper room. Um, He'll be running a catch-up session on the 13th of September at 7.30. Just a couple of advance dates. The 18th of September will be the Harvest Festival and we're going to be doing donations and items for the food bank as last year. And the 12th of November has been booked for the Christmas fair. So these will all be in the notices when they're, they're finally out. And now Lynn would like to come and talk to you. Just to let you know, really, um, because I know some people like to walk past the defib machine and see the nice orange thing there and shows you that the defib's there. Our defib has gone away on its holidays. No, it's gone away because it needs updating because it's five years since we've had it and they've done a recall and we need to update it. So there is a different defib in there. It's a different colour and it's not in a box, but there is a defib in the defib cabinet and we look forward to having our nice orange one back because it's so reassuring to see that it's there okay so don't panic there's still a defib it's just not ours all right okay thank you Uh, we'll have a short time of prayer now before the service begins let us pray lord you have gifted the church to the goodness of your grace to be your hands and do your work to be your voice and share your words, to bring healing to a fallen world and broken lives made whole. You have gifted your people with the blessings of your spirit and power to transform lives and make all things new. Now may that gift be used in this place and town that the love we have known might be shown in our lives and overflow into the hearts of others. Amen. Now the call to worship. Faith brings us here. Faith of old, the gift of our ancestors. Faith for the present, the gift of each to each other. Faith for the time to come and the gift of you, our God. Amen. And now we'll sing our first hymn, which is Singing the Faith 363, My Jesus, My Saviour.
We come now to our prayer of approach, which is based on Genesis 15, verse 5. Let us pray. As we strive to reach you, O God, our Maker, as we strive to understand you, O God, our Saviour, as we strive to contain you, O God, the essence of life itself, you slip through our grasp. You are above, beyond, and within all things. It is you who reaches down to us. It is you who understands us. It is you who shapes and empowers us as we look towards heaven and begin counting the stars. Amen. We're going to join in our prayer of praise and thanksgiving, which is based on Psalm 33, if you would respond with the words in bold. The Lord looks down from heaven on humankind and observes all their deeds. The eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. Happy is the person who has faith in God, whose soul waits for the Lord, whose heart is glad because they trust in God's holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. Amen. And now we're going to have our reading from Hebrews. Thank you, Carol. Our first reading is taken from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 to 3, and 8 to 16. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, as he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sands on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Amen. 
Thank you, Carol. Let us pray. Forgive us, O God, for lacking the faith to trust in you, putting our trust instead in the things we possess. Forgive us, O God, for lacking the faith to follow your Son, putting our needs first before the needs of others. Forgive us, O God, for lacking the faith to trust your Holy Spirit, putting fear and despair in the place of hope. Thank you, Lord, that when we confess all our wrongdoing, our sin, we can trust that you have cleansed us and make us new, that we can begin again afresh. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now, I wonder, especially those at the back, and equally those sitting anywhere, how many of you have a piggy bank or have ever had a piggy bank? Or it might be another shaped animal or anything like that. Okay. Is there anybody else who put their hand, didn't put their hand up, but used to save something at some point, your pocket money or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I know that some people, Steve being one of them, at the end of the day, would empty their pockets into a pot and um, not actually save it, but just keep adding it, you know, getting rid of the change, putting the change in the pot. There was one time when I thought, I'm fed up with all, this, all these, these coins everywhere. And it added up to something like £16.87 just out of coins. Um, you, it can add up very, very quickly. And it does build up. Now, whether we use a piggy bank or a savings account at the bank, it's a good idea to plan to save money for unexpected events or emergencies. Or when we want to do something special. One thing we have to be careful of is the treasure. What is the treasure that we're building? We need to be very careful that it doesn't become the most important thing in our life, that we're constantly seeking to add more treasure and more treasure to our savings accounts. Jesus warned about that in teaching his followers about money. He told them that they shouldn't worry so much about building up treasures here on earth, but they should concentrate on building up treasures in heaven. Treasures in heaven. Anybody know what coinage that is? Well, how do we build up treasures in heaven? Jesus taught that one way to build up treasures in heaven is to give money to the poor. Can you think of other ways, there's some of the things that are on the slide, can you think of other ways that we might build up treasures in heaven? Yes? Giving to people in need, is that what you said? Okay, anything else? Right, having absolute faith in God that he will make things right at the end. How many people have been to visit someone who's not been very well, who doesn't have COVID? Right, okay, visiting the sick. How many people have phoned up somebody who's had COVID rather than visited? Okay, so this is building up treasure in heaven. Helping with the food bank. That's helping to feed the hungry. What about when somebody's really sad? How can we build up treasure in heaven? I didn't hear you, Georgia. Finding 
trying to cheer them up by praying for them, by listening to them, giving them that listening ear. What about working in a shelter for the homeless or being a friend to somebody who's lonely? Somebody once said to me, I don't have any friends. And I said, well, have you been a friend to somebody else? It's got to work both ways. Forgiving someone who's hurt you. That's building up treasure in heaven and saying sorry when you've hurt somebody else yourself. All these things are things that we do here on earth, but we're storing our treasure in heaven. And this is what Jesus was talking about. They may not seem like much, but if we do something for someone each and every day, it's amazing, just like those coins, how quickly our treasure will add up. So I wonder if today you can consciously think, what are you going to bank in your treasure in heaven today? What can you do for someone else that will help build your treasure? And we don't need to worry about how we get into the bank in heaven, do we? Because Jesus is the key. And if we've got Jesus in our lives, then we have got access to that bank in heaven, our treasure in heaven. Let's pray. God of all, grant us faith like Abraham, who was dressed and ready to go whenever you called him, and to do whatever you wanted him to do, willing to sacrifice everything he had because he trusted you. Help us to be like Abraham, dressed and ready to go, whenever you're calling us and to do whatever you want us to do. Father God, we may never have much in the way of earthly treasure, but help us to be faithful each day in building up treasures in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And because the Lord's our shepherd, we can put our trust in him. He provides for everything that we need. We sing number 481.
that are going on at the back is um, they're either going to design their own piggy bank or treasure chest or colour in the one that's there. And inside it, they're either going to write or draw the things that they can do to help somebody else. And then they're going to show us them at the end of the service. So anybody, if you want to join them, please feel free. Uh, we're going to have Eric now, who's going to read um, from Genesis and then from Luke. Thank you very much. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. The passage is headed, God's covenant with Abram. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of, D of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. But the, Lord, but the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but the son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offering be. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. The second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 32 to 40. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will, be good, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them watchful when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve. He will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You must also be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Thanks be to God for his word. Thank you, Eric. <clears throat> Hasn't it been a joy recently to listen to the news or to read the news and hear positive news. The lionesses winning the European Championship, the medals being won in the Commonwealth Games, it's really lifted everyone's spirits. I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't really want to listen to the news or read it. It seems that every day the headlines are about stabbings or death, war or terrorism. Then there's the dangers facing the economy, 
in light of the rising costs of fuel, as well as the difficulties in the supply chains from the aftermath of Brexit. On the news or in the papers, we read about unemployment, poverty, homelessness, refugees, immigrants, disease and death. There's so much to fear. And even if you try to go on holiday, it seems impossible to escape it. Even if we stay away from it at home, seemingly away from it all, we find news updates scrolling across the bottom of your television or information updates in web browsers and spam emails announce that we're doomed if we don't buy the right products immediately. If we were not afraid before, we're certainly encouraged by the media and our culture to be afraid now. Into that fear across centuries of human experience, Jesus' teachings offer extraordinary words of comfort in an increasingly threatening world. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This isn't pie-in-the-sky, airy-fairy comfort, but rather the assurance that what is seen isn't all that there is. A reminder that these earthly fears about everyday life don't have the last word in defining your daily attitude to life. God is our Father. God's good pleasure is to give us the kingdom, each and every one of us, a treasure in heaven that's imperishable and which no one can take away. Given the reminders in Luke 12 about not to fear, those first century listeners must have had reason to fear for many things. For many people today, Fear is about what others can do or say to them or about them. The kingdom of God can't look like this. So what does the kingdom of God look like for both victims and perpetrators of these offences? Where can the kingdom of God be seen in this country? England have finally won a football tournament for the first time since 1966. As the final whistle blew, a number of the commentators and pundits, former international women players with England themselves, tried to hold back tears of joy at this achievement. For them, this success arose out of the efforts they and others had put in to advocate for women's football. Previous defeated finalists, I don't know if you heard them talking, but they talked about how they'd paid their own expenses to be able to play for England, and since retirement, how they'd knocked, been knocked back so many times by people within football in their push for women to be given equal treatment with the men. The difference made by having a team who are all professional, paid to train, and with the same medical and performance staff behind them, was clear to see and brought joy to millions. Each player had a story that was not just about the 90 or rather 120 minutes in the last five weeks, but about a lifetime of sacrifice and effort to lead, leading to last Sunday's explosive joy. In the same way, Jesus tells his followers 
to focus on the mission that God has given us. Whatever the knockbacks or discouragements, we are to give work, stand up for, and pray for the kingdom of God. In doing this, we will be ready for whenever God comes again, and the joy when he does will exceed even the joy an England victory at Wembley had. Christians are called to follow Jesus' example of self-sacrificing love and to prioritise the kingdom of God above everything else in life. This is not a God who, after creating the universe, sits back dispassionately watching it all unfold. This is a God who attends to sparrows, to ravens and lilies, a God whose concern for humankind extends to the very hairs on our head, or even the bald bits as well, I'm sure. It's a God whose desire is to give us the treasure of heaven. God's provision enables a response that runs counter to the human response of fear, which is to hold on to what we've got, including our way of life, in order to protect against anything that might possibly happen. Jesus challenges us to place our confidence in the imperishable things of heaven rather than in resources and ways of life that will all disappear. But what is the kingdom that is the Father's good pleasure to give us like? What does living in the kingdom look like? How can we share it? The kingdom of God is repeatedly described in the Gospels as being hidden, but worth giving everything else up for in our quest to find it. It's described as starting from a tiny seed, but growing to provide shelter for all. It's found in childlike acceptance often characterised in Jesus' time by a response of subversiveness and humility to parental love, subservience, sorry, subservience and humility to parental love. It's exemplified and fulfilled in life, death and resurrection of Jesus, a supreme act of self-sacrifice, which we're called to emulate in our daily lives and in our interactions with others. For Christians who believe that God loves all people infinitely and unconditionally, the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, as it's called in Matthew's gospel, reflecting the writer's Jewish sensitivity to the use of the word God, the kingdom of God is reflected in our love and our service offered to others in response to all that God has done for us in Christ. Hatred, abuse, fear, they have no place, whatever in our beliefs or even in our thoughts. We won't agree agree with everyone we encounter, but Jesus died as much for those who opposed him as for those who accepted and followed him. If you remember even praying, for their forgiveness as he hung on the cross. It is God's pleasure to include us in his divine reign 
and as such we'll be empowered to use our possessions, our time and our very selves to enact the values and agenda of God's kingdom in the present right now as we anticipate Jesus' ultimate return in the future. Amen. Um, there's a prayer which I'd like us to share in. If you'd respond with words in bold, please, let us pray. God comes to us in places where we least expect to be surprised by grace. God of surprises, show me how to see you when my thoughts lie elsewhere. God comes to us in the faces of those we least expect to show us what it means to love and be loved. God of surprises, show me how to recognize you in those I meet. God comes to us at times when we least expect to find encouragement and renewal. God of surprises, show me how to know you when my emotions are overtaken. God comes in the unexpected. May I always be ready and waiting. Amen. And we're going to sing about the kingdom of God now as we sing number 255. The kingdom of God is justice and joy.
We come now to our prayers of intercession. When I say God of love, please respond, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Beware the thief who comes to steal your goodwill and fill the gap with cynicism. Pray that you will always believe the best of human nature, even in the worst of circumstances. Pray for those who are their own worst enemies. God of love, hear our prayer. Beware the thief who comes to steal your generosity and fill the gap with greed. Pray for the opportunities to give of what you have as a lifestyle choice. Pray for those who live with little or nothing to call their own. God of love, hear our prayer. Beware the thief who comes to steal your hospitality and fill the gap with prejudice. Pray that you have the maturity to respond to the needs of others out of love and not fear. Pray for those who seek refuge on our shores. God of love, hear our prayer. Beware the thief who comes to steal your hope and fill the gap with despair. Pray that you will trust in God's promises of a better way for the whole of creation. God of love, hear our prayer. Living God, if your kingdom is to come, you need workers for the kingdom. We pray for those who try to love you and other people. We pray for those who use their hearts, artists, musicians, carers. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for those who use their souls, preachers, church workers, aid workers, community organisations, we pray for those who use their minds, scientists, lawyers, teachers, doctors. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for those who use their strength, builders, workers, soldiers. Touch us all with your love. Strengthen each one to know and love you more and help us to learn to love others. God of love, hear our prayer. So may we make this world more like your kingdom, a place of love, hope, joy and healing, and make us more like Jesus Christ, our love, our saviour, our strength and song. God of love, hear our prayer. We bring all our prayers together as we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. And we're going to pray, uh, not pray, we're going to sing now about asking God to guide us. Number 465, guide me, O thou great Jehovah, during which the offering will be taken up. Lord and giver of every good thing, bread and wine for your table, so we bring our offerings to you and all of those paid into the bank as well, all for your transformation through your grace and love. God, grant us lives to live for the sake of others, purses that won't wear out with giving and treasure in heaven that will never be exhausted. And we pray especially for all the children associated with this church that they may continue to grow in knowledge and love of you and meet you in a very real way. Amen. We come to our communion now. And um,
Today, for the first time in a long while, we're actually going to come up to the rail if you are um, able and fit to do so. And if you prefer, um, you can remain in your seat and at the end I will bring your communion to you. Um, and the stewards will direct you up to the rail uh, as we go. We'll just have a little bit of furniture removing. I think I'm trapped in now. They're never going to let me out. Right. Chris, did you want to come through? You, you shut yourself out. <laughs> Our Lord Jesus said, I leave you peace, my peace I give to you. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Should we try that again? Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God our Father, we give you thanks and praise for all you have made, for the stars in their splendour and the world in its wonder, and for the gift of human life. With all the saints and angels in heaven, we praise your holy name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy God, you go on loving us even when we turn away from you. You sent your son Jesus who healed those who were sick, wept with those who were sad, and forgave sinners. To show the world your love, he died for all upon the cross, and you raised him up in glory. On the night before Jesus died, he had supper with his disciples. He took bread, thanked you, as we are thanking you. He broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this to remember me. After supper, he took a cup of wine thanked you and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. It will be shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this to remember me. And so, God of love, we remember that Jesus died and rose again, to make all things new. Through his offering for us all, we offer our whole life to you in thanks and praise. Send your Holy Spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us God's Christ's saving body and blood. 
May the same Spirit unite us with all your people on earth and in heaven. Bring us at last to live in glory with all your saints, that we may praise you forever through Jesus your Son in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. All, all glory to the Father be, the Spirit and the Son. All glory to the one in three, while endless ages run. Alleluia. Amen. The bread we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup of blessing for which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Draw near with faith and feed on him in your hearts. Is there anybody who requires gluten-free? We say our closing prayer together. Let us pray. God of glory, we have seen with our eyes and touched with our hands the bread of heaven. Strengthen us in our life together 
that we may grow in love for you and each other. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we're going to build God's kingdom on earth. So let us build a house where love can dwell. Number 409.
I've done lots of things here. And Alex has got a lovely picture as well. So Stanley, hold up what you've been doing. He's colored in his treasure chest. And then Ava's got be kind to give your time and help to others who need it and share with others. And she's got lots of lovely pictures there. You can hold yours up, Violet. Oh, we've got a very colorful piggy bank and treasure chest there. And what, what have you got, Siren? Share things, make people smile, tidy, tidy your room. Keep each other safe, give food to the food bank, helping with jobs, listen to people, offering knowledge. I think the kingdom of God has already come. Thank you very much, everyone. Okay, thank you. Coming down? That's it. Lovely. Out of the mouths of babes. Our final blessing. Go out, believe in God, see God in the world. Know the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. And we bless one another with the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And we hope you'll all be able to join us for tea and coffee afterwards. Thank you.